You're listening to The Dude Grow Show, coming straight out of Denver, Colorado, bringing you marijuana grow knowledge, news, and culture. At the tone, the time will be 4.20. Exactly. Mondays, Monday Grow Talk. Let's talk about growing the dank, guys. Uh, a record, I don't know about a record, but 16 Grow Talk questions. Eventually oh, we'll be able yeah. to handle. Hell yeah. <laughs> there is, these are pretty sweet, man. There's some different ones in here. Um, we got uh, some of the you know, common ones. What's this nutrient deficiency? But we're going to talk a little, what is it? Is it gibber, gibberellic? Gibberellic? Gibberellic acid, right? <laughs> I didn't know it was getting into gibberellins, bro. All right. tea brewing. Quality of cocoa, uh, harvest time, all kinds of good stuff, guys. So hang out and enjoy, and uh, hopefully everybody had a good weekend. Did you have a good weekend yourself? You had a party up there? I did, man. I had a really good party out here, man. Just a couple friends came over, actually hung out with the Poundhouse crew, came out and said hello, and uh, yeah, just had a great time, man. Cooked some Italian food. Italian food, huh? Yeah, at a sausage party. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Glad I didn't just make like it. the movie. Did... Just like the movie. <laughs> I did text you though. I was like, I hope your party turns out okay, even though I can't make it. Thanks, dude. Well, guys, let's get into. Oh, I should... Whoa, whoa, whoa! It's not grow talk yet. I'm gonna give an executive producership out, man. You got Fish Ganja Guy up here. What's up with Fish Ganja Guy today? I do. I believe Fish Ganja Guy got married over the weekend. I saw a meme of wedding rings, and it didn't look like anybody was mean and went over and made their own memes. You know, wedding wedding memes over it. So yeah, uh-huh. he, he did great, man. Went over. I believe he's on his honeymoon right now. So congratulations. Super happy for him and. Uh, yeah, enjoy. Enjoy all that marital bliss. Where's he out of? Do you know? He's out of where, where the fish are, man. Well, he's out That's of right. Cali. The I, you know what? Where, my, where the... my, my, my memory doesn't is, isn't good, but I thought he was out of Cali. Right on. Yeah, uh, man. Hey, it. you know what's interesting? Or, I don't know if it's interesting or not, but I want to give a shout out. I've been uh, doing a little fish talking. Uh hydroponics aquaponics steve sorry uh our own fish guy he was uh doing his own growing with fishes podcast which is on the it's on the uh dudegrows.com but it's also uh, he he does his own podcast which is you know he has some aquaponics experts on me and grow guru sat in on that for 15 20 minutes uh what was really? that, last Friday? What was that? I think it was last Friday. It was last Wednesday. I'm sorry. It was last Wednesday. But yeah, it was growing with fishes and really interesting, man. He had like, um, I guess, you know, his partner who is a, a badass aquaponics guy. And then he had this guy that had like the longest running aquaponics, you know, consistent aquaponics dealio going, set up going. And it was uh, pretty cool, man. It was interesting. There's a lot to learn. Those guys are all dual root zone uh, microbe guys. And if they're, they're microbes, if they're bullshit, they know because their fish die. So I really dig it, you know? 
Yeah, <laughs> interesting. Yeah, they get they get they get the we went to the class. Me and uh, Extractor Man actually. It's when I first met him in person, and we went up to when they did a, a class up in uh, Longmont when uh, Potent Ponix was there instructing. Um, it was pretty good. Some of it was a little little boring, but yeah, they got to know the science with the fishies with the fishies. Yeah, all right. So, shit, man, just where's the fish? You know, <laughs> source vapes giveaway, guys. Remind you about the Source of Apes giveaway that will be given away on the 300th episode this Wednesday. Uh, go over and make a meme if you haven't. The meme with the most likes over dudegrows.com uh, as well as we will be. Don't do it yourself. We will be sharing the memes over on Instagram and counting the likes between the two and giving away a Source of Apes. So, so yes. for that. Yes, absolutely. And thanks, guys. The The memes have been awesome. I was actually checking some out this morning. We did a wake and bake this morning and uh, recorded it. And yeah, so those memes are awesome, man. There's a uh, yeah, check out some of those wake and bakes actually for some some really good memes over there, man. But the source vapes contest is, is heating up. And I got this nice. How do I one. watch a wake and bake, man? I want to watch one. Yeah, man. Just go right to the member section. Log in Word. and they're all there. That was dropping the member support, guys. Appreciate it, you guys. We're coming up with more benefits. The video show, working our butt offs, and uh, membership will continue to have its privilege- <laughs> privileges. With more to come on that, Scotty's always got some ideas brewing. We got to expand the vault over there on DudeGrows.com, and we'll get stuff. Uh, we'll have more details soon. Absolutely, yeah. But look for a lot of new stuff going in the vault this week. I think uh, uh, Grow Guru and Pothead Assistant are both working on on uh loading up that vault i know i got some 15 gallon jackpot bags i'm gonna throw in there a bunch of can fans and then i'm gonna throw a bunch of these i got a half a dozen source vapes i can put in there so why not to the dgc yeah. go the spoils hey speaking of this look <laughs> i got a nice uh, uh segue into this first question here because this first question says newt newt question for noobs and there's a bunch of these little optic foliar sample bottles there do we need to uh-huh. get some of those little 60 mil transports watts and rev into the nug vault as well those would be perfect for it yeah i think i actually have some i gotta go i gotta go dig through the the dude's vault transfer <laughs> some of it over to the nug vault for sure <laughs> nice yeah quit holding out dude that is very right undude. If you guys don't know, you can use nugs to spend over there. Uh, you earn nugs by working over, working your way around dude grow site. Like just anything from creating a meme uh, to making a whatever. comment and liking a post. Anything you do over there gives you nugs. But we'll have some more creative ways here uh, coming up shortly as well. But let's get into the grow talk then, man. This Come is on. the first one's newt questions for noobs. Veg Scrog Bloom coming through, getting some of these newbie questions with a somewhat interesting picture. What the hell? He's got the optic foliar like three part with the tack and these small tri and then in the background's like a sculpture of some bare breasted woman showing off. Did you catch that? It's pretty sweet. I didn't. That's awesome <laughs> that the dude will always see bare breasted women. Um, but I did walk in. I used to be a service plumber back in the day. Oh, that's a beautiful. I love that. Oh, yeah, man. Look, she's shaking her hair. Wow, man. I like that. Her breasts are aloft. Hmm. Anyway, <laughs> is that Tina Turner, man? Anyway, man. I don't know. I walked in as a service plumber, man. I walked into a guy's uh, house, and he had just a statue of two naked men wrestling. 
It was like some old what? Greek statue. And I was just like, hmm. And it was big, too. And it was very prominently displayed. So just oh, note awesome. to self, man. It's all good. All right, go talk. It's all good. Noob, noob, noob questions. What's up, dude? Scotty. Well, the new question for noobs of the week is, what's in, or no, what is Transport, Rev, Watson, ATAC? How do they work independently? Are they just bray on feed, or can they go into the into the res without base news? So right there, we'll say no. These are designed to be foliar you know, feeding products. No, no res. Because now, what's up with the A, B, and C fertilizer su- supplement statement on Watts Rev and Transport? Oh, one more thing. If I mix all three together in a spray bottle, do I now have overgrow? Well, that's all for now, growers. You know, I love the show, and you two are killing it with the killer info. Thanks, thank you. Definitely trying. It doesn't seem like, you know, it's uh, it's just hanging out and jiving, talking grow. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Growers love. Do something you love and you'll never work a day in your life, dude. <laughs> oh, P.S. If I mix the ATAC from my optic foliar in with the other three, do I now you've overgrow? got overgrow. I do Plus believe. PM killer in one. So, yeah, basically uh, he wanted to know what's up with the ABC fertilizer supplement statement on Watts Rev and Transport. I believe that's just little bit there's a light npk in these products so your foliar feeding as well what is the a b uh, and c statement what's that mean I, I i didn't really catch i didn't really understand that i don't know i don't have any bottles in front of me i just know that basically that there is a supplemental like there is a little bit of an npk and some i believe even micronutrients in the product so i'm assuming that's what it is I don't, otherwise somebody yeah I, I don't know what what he's saying i take a lot of these statements with a grain of salt because um, there's places a lot of people are trying to make just a nationwide label. Think about if Dinesh had a you know, or a guy like me had to make a different label for every state, and because there's different fertilizer control officers in every state. So what you end up doing as a manufacturer is just trying to make that label as as just benign and legal as possible so that it gets approved everywhere so if oregon says you need this statement on there and then california says well you better put on you know where you can find more information about this you know at this website and they'll all ask you for requirements and sometimes it's just easier because you know that it's being sold by word of mouth anyhow to just adhere to all the requirements cool you want me to put for jake he wants to get he knows that people are going to buy jumpstart he know he knows that uh, he's built the trust up to where if if, if uh, he tells you there's nothing uh carcinogenic in there then you're going to believe him but he still has to go and put on because he doesn't want to go and and jump through all these hoops he still has to put on the uh the you know this product contents of this yeah. product have been known to cause cancer in the state of california blah 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 that might be because he's using you know a certain kind of carbon or something like that or just something super simple i mean some humic or fulvic acids you have to put those warnings on just because you're using them because there's one fertilizer control board officer that goes no i'm sorry i don't believe in fulvic acid you know i don't think it you know i don't think it works or whatever and then you got to go jump through hoops because of these people so that's the only thing i'll say about statements you know and labels <laughs> that's the only thing well be, all right let me take be, it back because it's ridiculous dude you know, there's 50 different people in 50 different states 50 different uh i hear you. Uh, bosses so that's all let me finish up those so we'll keep, we can move on scotty will turn our 16 grow talk questions into 16 hour podcast <laughs> get the hell out of here it's a telethon the, man 
the uh yeah if you mix basically if you mix all that shit together with the transport like we said you have overgrow in a bottle the uh, ready to use the reason you would go with an rtu is you have a smaller garden in any product if you go with an rtu ready to use product you're paying more for you know there's more water in there and they cut rtu comes in a quart but it's nice it's all mixed together if you have a larger garden you're gonna be mixing more sprays you want the concentrates so basically uh and then lastly if you want to just go with one of the products to try and mix like i just sprayed with uh what did i spray oh just regular neem i actually got some um ahimsa organics some organic basic neem oil uh, because I heard somebody mention they like kind of the properties of the oil versus the Azimax, where it's just the Azadract and pulled out. I was like, shit, man, I haven't sprayed with straight stinky, oily neem in a while, and I mix some transport with that. You can mix transport with any other pest control products you have as a great way to get it into the leaf. So Definitely. I think we covered it well. well I, you know, I think he was asking, though, what the difference between all the products are. So I can go through them real quick because I kind of did a little bit of work on it. But the transport pierces the, the mesophyll layer. It's basically getting whatever you're, whatever you're mixing it's opening the you know almost like the you know getting it through your skin or something like that you know the way we can absorb things through our skin um that that's what uh, transport does it opens it opens up this mesophyll layer and allows nutrients to get through and then you've got the uh like the watts is like a a chlorophyll increaser i don't know really that you know it's proprietary so he's not going to tell me all his you know all his secrets but as somehow it's increasing chlorophyll production you know which is you know, that's actually what and what that's going to do is that's going to require some food. You know, it's going to that's energy or that's energy that it's going to need. So to do that, it, it uses the Rev, which is like a real light amino acid uh, with some micronutrients. A ti- I don't know if there's a tiny bit of regular nutrition in there, but just enough to to. All three of those bundled together, you've got some nutrient, you've got a chlorophyll, uh, a chlorophyll enhancer, and all three or all of those are going through Pearson, you know, making sure that they don't just drip off the leaf through the transport. So, is that too confusing, dude? No, I think we beat it to death. Let's move on. All right, (laughs) in a good way. It's fine. If you don't know, now you know. All right, I'll just smoke this weed here. Let the dude do that while I talk about perfect harvest curing. You know what? This is all you, man. He don't want to know nothing from me about perfect harvest curing. This is from Creos. I'll say Creos. What's up, dude and Scotty? And the DGC. Dude, Scotty often comments on how you grow the dank. From what I've read and understand, 80 to 90% of good bud is based on harvest and cure. I mean, if you... As long, yeah. I'm, if you have Hashtag a good product, giving a shit, man. Eighty to ninety percent of growing good bud is actually giving a shit during the grow, yeah. and also you can't just leave it leave it during the harvest and cure. You got to build yourself. Got to take as much care in that curing room and harvesting room, I should say, or drying room. That's really the word I want to say. As you do in your growing room, if you do that, you'll be good. Yeah, totally. They totally will. I think I'm going to let. Oh, here, hold on. That's at the end of the question. Could you please lay out? What do you do from cutting down the plant through the through your cure? I currently have half of my girls chopped and hanging with a wet trim. Should I wait to trim the second half? I would appreciate any and all comments, as I know we have a great crew with lots of experience. A grows love cross. Cross. I'm taking it to new levels. So he's got, you guys, there's five comments on here. Definitely check them out. Thanks, Midwest Meditator, for chiming in. A.K. Perp, Scarp, Undershade, The Professor, and Willie Hayes. But I'll just do in a nutshell what I do. And this can vary depending on, you know, where you live. It's dry here in Colorado. Typically, it's a little quicker here. So I cut the plant, uh, you know, in, in as big a pieces as I can handle. 
And then I take off all the fan leaves and even some of the leaves that just aren't straight fan leaves. I give it like a 40% trim, but there's a lot of sugar leaf left in, in that, that plant that I'm not taking the time just to manicure out of there. And then I hang those pieces up in a room that's about peaks out at 65 to 68 degrees pretty freaking dry in there it's probably like 20 25 maybe 30 damn you go that and low it's pretty dry in there i have to i should put a hygrometer in there before i talk shit it's in a uh a, a washing room like a washing laundry area so it might be a little higher but with the full stock on and like all the still all the sugar leaves i mean it still takes me you don't you want it to take like seven days is the longest it takes unless it's rainy here or whatever and then basically, I can tell even without that stem, that stem snapping method. People say wait till the stem snaps is an okay judgment, but I found it. That's not too. Always it's, to be. If the stem snapping, you ain't got no moisture in there at all, man. That's too exactly. late. Like, you're not gonna be able I to cure at that point. Cracking, maybe you know, but not fully. Um, just wet bending when you bend stems is what I'm talking about, guys. Really, you'll get good at it too, where you can feel in the flowers. You just do some light touching. I do here and there, and I can kind of tell. All right. I think these are ready. And what I do now, I've changed it up a little bit, is I just cut big, big chunks. Like I don't, I don't take any, uh, you know, I don't cut the flowers off the stem and then put them in uh, bags. I cut just, I keep all the flowers on the stem and I just cut, cut it all down and put it in a big turkey bag. So I got all my stem in there, the flowers still on it, and I have it in that turkey bag and I'm burping it to check it over the first like five days. And then the last step I do after I let it sit in that turkey bag for like a month is do a little bit more of a fine trim and put it in the jar and good. I've been keeping it on the stem a lot longer, I guess, long story short, until I do my final jarring. Like, and I, I like to, and that sugar leaf that I said I leave on in the beginning, uh, the sugar leaf, usually, instead of worrying about trimming and digging in there, it's, I feel dumb, man. I'm like trimming on trikes, you know? Have you ever heard about trimming on trikes? Trimming um, on trikes, man. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> that sugar leaf will curl up, though. It'll yep. curl up a little and get into the flower. And it's just as good as any of the butt in there, man. It's covered. Yeah, so I don't, I don't like all calyx weed. When I got weed that has no leaf whatsoever on it, I don't, you know, I like it when there's a little sh- leaf just folded over, covered in sugar that's part of the bud, you know? I'm not saying the whole leaf, but, you know, just a little bit. A little bit, man. Man, yeah, a good way once you get uh, better to get real good cure on it is when you dial in. You know, you're, you, when you first put it in a jar, I like turkey bags because it's quick just to throw. I throw all the stem and flour and everything in there. And then I burp it. This is after I've, you know, dried them, if you will. And then knowing when your last burp is, you're like, okay, I can tell now that I'm not opening this bag if I don't have to for like a month. I like trying to do that. You got to be careful, of course. You don't want to do that too early. You but leave your really shit for a month, it. man. I don't know, man. I do not do that what do you mean? myself. I, every time I've left, every time I've left shit for a month, I come back. It's stanky, not in a good way, in a in like a moldy, mildewy way. It was it was still too? Uh, they had too much moisture in there still. Yeah, but that's but I like to keep it with some moisture in it. You know, I like to I don't like to keep my buds so like I have them. They're too. I accidentally screwed up my little head stash. It's too dry now. I could just take it out and crumple it. I'm in you know Colorado where it's super dry. I like sticky bud. You know where you got to cut it up with a scissor. You know, or you need a grinder. Yeah, uh, my shit ain't too dry. I get the sticky bud just for my, you know, resin profile, if you will. That shit keeps it from getting dry. So much resin, it can't get dry. How do you like that? <laughs> okay, okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's what you need to, to believe there, sir. But my- guys, it, 
Go ahead. It's just my point is that I'm keeping mine at like uh, a little bit of moisture left in it. And as long as I burp it every few days, for me, I just actually pull out of the big, you know, I've got maybe a pound sitting in there or something like that. I pull out of that and I'm burping it every couple days. But I like to burp it every every few days. I think it's I, I think that's important. I think if you leave it, I actually pulled some that I just forgot about and left for a couple months. And when I opened them up, man, I just didn't I didn't think it was doing any service to them. I think to Change the air every few days is, is a much uh, is much better for everything. Right on. And if you guys want much more good advice on this, go to DudeGrows.com, episode 299, and you'll see all the comments on this perfect, perfect harvest and curing, and there's some really good advice before we go on and on. But you got our perspective, and thanks, Krios, and I'm sure you got some help here from Midwest Meditator. Right. Nice. Yeah, I was seeing the comments that are on DudeGrows.com, and it's a bunch of real-deal intelligent growers offering other folks some really good advice. So making my job easy. All I got to do now is just read the comments. <laughs> Nutrient deficiency question mark? Don't you love it when you have a question that starts with that? Did you see the last picture though? In the last picture of, of the of the drying buds. Oh, of the uh, over on the previous one, the, yeah. the harvest and cure. Because it looks like he's got a fan going there. I can see that there's a tube attached to a Pringles container. Do you see that? That's awesome. Yeah, so I'm wondering if that bud smells like Pringles, he is fucking on to something. Can you imagine, like, dude, I got to go replace the Pringles in my container, man. <laughs> you know? You make some Pringles tasting bud, man. I like it. I that's like awesome. it. You got to let me know if that's what you're up to. I'm on to you. Weed-flavored weed snacks. <laughs> All right, so we got Poe Hunter here. Yo, dude, and Scotty, I'm looking for some help diagnosing my girl. Everything was well. I've been vegging for about eight weeks. Until I just recently noticed spots on the leaves. I'm in three-gallon smart pots with happy frog soil and recharge. Any help identifying the issue so I can correct it as soon as possible is appreciated. Right. Five more comments on this, guys. We've got some pictures of uh, leaves. Man, I remember back in the day, too. I don't know. You know, It depends on where you live. But here in Colorado, you know, when I'm learning, I was learning more. And even... I think even it hasn't been too recent. I had to do it. You want to take when you to go into to get help at the hydro store and you're talking to a sales associate about nutrient deficiencies in your leaves. It can be challenging. I always used to man. I want to take like three or four of these leaves in, and then you got to wait till like a few of the other people have left the store, and then you got to wait make sure you got the cool salesman. You're like, hey man, come back here. Look at these leaves because that's such a no no. You know, but you don't need to even look leaf. at leaves for this man. This one's a no brainer. Eight weeks in Hello. veg with the happy frog and recharge. Uh, where's the food? I'm starving. I mean, you've exhausted everything out of that happy frog and recharges microbes. It's not macronutrients, so you got to you, you, those plants are actually having a true nutrient deficiency because there's no nutrients in there. Are you just copying what uh, Jamie or Jamie Dodger said here no. as his first sentence says? It is definitely that the plant is lacking some nutrition. Oh, there you go. So. Yeah, Jamie Dodgers, my man, on the other side of the pond, homie. There this you is go. Eight, no, I mean, but just all you got to do is see eight, eight weeks and happy frog and recharge. You know, you're, the recharge is, it's not the macros. You know, what it does, it's going to allow your nutrient to be absorbed, you know, but, you know, and, and to, to be used really efficiently. But you still need calories. You know, you still need calories that need to be converted into plant tissue, you know, so... 
Uh, yeah, that, that's that's what you're missing. So pick a nutrient. You know, if you want something simple, you can just use can of A and B. The grow more powders are really simple. Um, trying, trying to think anything else. I mean, if you want something that's a boutique, you got like things like New Millennium and all that stuff. But um, yeah, pick something to get your steak and potatoes with is my advice to you. <laughs> yeah, and also it's good, guys, when you send in pictures or explaining to somebody don't just do one try and get it one leaf is good a picture of one leaf then also try and get a picture of your plant so you can see okay i can see the top growth doesn't look that bad this is kind of in mid growth these problems are happening i can see she's um, been crying you really need a lot of info you need like a picture of the whole plant picture of individual leaves and not a whole much more and then just what you're entirely uh feeding and where you're at you know what you have been feeding at what levels and all that jazz helps a bit i used to tell people man like just hit the reset button usually it works look what's wrong with your plant i don't know what you're describing to me like go to quarter strength nutrient i hope you're using some enzyme get a good flush through your new growth should look good but if you're under feeding and you give that advice uh, it doesn't really help a lot to it's say so, lower your nutrient. Yeah, it's so funny so. because we're so used to being like, yep, yeah, overfeeding, overfeeding. It's, you're overfeeding and causing yeah. a potassium lockout. You're overfeeding, to, and this one's actually underfeeding. So at least it's an easy, uh, you know, easy solution. You know, get, yeah, get them kids some hopefully. food. <laughs> All right, Coco, Coco Quality, Coco Quality Show. Huh. This is, hey, fellas, quick question. What? What was the show where you guys interviewed the cocoa producer? I was wondering, I was working in the garden, and my attention was not all there, and I missed some valuable info. Thanks. Grow the dank. Ted. So we had Ken on. He must be thinking about Canna, but Undershade just chimed in. Awesome. Said episode 174. Took care of it for us. I meant to do that. So, episode, episode 174, one- and he just drops the mic. That's how Undershade do. Thank you, sir. Yes. <laughs> yes. Give that man some nugs. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so well, what, well, I know that, uh, yeah, is he talking about, I, I don't know, I know Chet from Canada was dropping some science about cocoa. I thought that was really interesting, you know, about the cocoa yeah, I remember us talking to him and that, it, you know, it, it, they just count on you having a four-week veg and then the potassium starts dropping and, you know, it starts dropping, meaning that it starts releasing in uh in, in flowering after four weeks, no matter what. That's why you can use the same grow and bloom. That was a trip, no? Yeah, no, definitely, definitely a trip. Have you used any other cocoa, really? I know you've used a few different brands. Have you used, like, tried to use a commercial cocoa or anything yeah. that you've grown, like? I tried using the bricks before, and it was just a pain in the ass. You know, like, I had to dedicate a garbage can to put in a brick in there, then, you know, kind of inflating the brick or breaking it apart, whatever. And... I just didn't like I could either do that or I could go buy this beautiful, like uniform, perfect cocoa for like three dollars a bag more. So I just did the latter, which was can of cocoa. Yeah. Cocoa. Go check out some videos on cocos, guys. It's pretty cool to go see. Like I saw the people where they do press the bricks. Right. Like just in this huge room, like barefoot, like I guess probably Indian people. It's where most of the cocoa comes from, right, is India. I think it does. India, Sri Lanka, that Sh- area. Sh- Sri Lanka is a country or an area of India? Sri Lanka is a little island off of India. Gotcha. Yep. Right on, right on. Well, let's uh, roll out to a break here, but hot off the email, not the press, 
I got a couple deals here for you Colorado growers real quick. If you're growing in Colorado, uh, specific to the Dude Grow Show, PL Lighting, there's a 1,000-watt double-ended PL light fixtures at Way to Grow. Um, they retail at six fifty. If you mention at checkout, you want the Dude Grow Show price, they're four fifteen. dollars Pow. Trying to get the P- if you guys don't know much about PL Lighting, like this shit, is, it's been in the industry forever. Greenhouse, flower, durable ass commercial fixtures uh so i don't know if they're just trying to get rid of some out of stock but they just sent this over so again that's a pl double into thousand watt um for 415 just say you want the dude grow show price at time of purchase and one other one here the phantom so there's the phantom that's hydrofarm brand uh commercial double-ended lighting that's yeah just their straight de fixture retails at 590 Damn, dude, grow show price three hundred and twenty-five. Shit, yeah, I not even right on. So if, uh, if you're trying to get into DE lighting, apparently I just got this today. Uh, hook it up. Three hundred and twenty-five double-ended dollar double-ended. Is that what you said? Like, maybe make sure I'm reading it right, so I don't get <laughs> all of a sudden what? way to grow because it's like, what the hell are you guys yeah, doing? Man, that sounds way too cheap. Yes, yeah, this Phantom double-ended open reflector, thousand watt MSRP five ninety. Dude, grow show price three twenty-five. All right, so, man. If it were me, I would go, I don't know. The, the PL is tried and true forever. Uh, but if you have any issues with the Phantom, man, Hydro Farm's right in town, too. Way to grow would take care of any issues. I, I haven't ran the Phantom shit, so. Hear, hear that, Dean R? Gotcha. Is he looking for some DE lighting? No. Man, he just put a meme of a burnt-up Phantom ballast, you know, with the, the plug and everything oh. being burnt up. So. Oh. Yeah, I don't know what's that going on. That could be on. variable reasons. That is, costs. you know, sometimes that can be, you know, sometimes it can be that they just, you know, it's a cheap product, which I ain't going to, that's where I'm going to lean to first. But if you don't have it plugged in all the way, if you don't have the the cord plugged into your ballast all the way, I've done this before, sometimes it pulls a little bit, it'll fire up and then it's arcing and it's just arcing back and forth and it does not take long for that to melt the cord up, man. So, seen it happen, brah. Cool. I'll see how long this is going. I don't know, but uh, hot deals. Now let's take a quick break. Come back. Got plenty of grow talk to talk, um, and we will be right with you. All right. Sit 
Simple for that flip, she's being such a bitch Now I'm fucking pissed and I can't figure it out Not the caffeinated. Oh, it's going to be cold soon here. When do we change the light cycle? I mean, we don't change. Yeah, I guess we do. When do we don't change the light cycle? But we change. Isn't that awesome? That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> when do us I humans change the light cycle? Your kids teach her that. You know. Hey, when, when when do we change the light cycle? I mean, daylight savings time. <laughs> whatever you kids are calling it these days. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, do you know whatever? whatever. I, know, I was talking about. I know this you gonna fall make back. Have okay. You spring forward and you fall back. Sounds good. So let's go <laughs> to brewing my own tea. I got a little high on the break there with my flow. Sir Plants Lot. All right. I got to tell you, I got How's too high good? this morning. We did a wake and bake, and the camera fucked up. So I had to roll another joint and do it again. And I was just too fucking high by the end of it. I mean, then <laughs> the third time, that, that, that one didn't work. It was two joints, and I was like, I can't smoke another joint. So the third time, I just hit the source vapes a couple times, and I didn't really expect that to creep the fuck up on me the way it did, but that blasted me. So, yeah, it was a pretty interesting wake and bake this morning. My eyes are definitely interesting. Definitely interesting. Yeah. And by like the way, it. I'm going to put that up this evening. I've got some bandwidth issues here, so I just have to run to town in order to uh, upload files. So I'll be doing that this evening. Wake and bake tomorrow. Or I'm sure if you're getting too high, there's this new product coming out. I forgot the name of the pharmaceutical company. Right. It's this oral spray they give you if you're too high. And then it gets you like just totally, I don't know, something else. You don't notice that you're too high, but you're something else. You ever get too high in Amsterdam or you ever seen somebody? They've got these big chairs, at least they used to, outside the coffee shops. And if you get really like, I'm like, whoa, that's cool, man. Those chairs are cool looking. But they're for if you pass out and get too high in the coffee shop, they take you outside in the cold and throw you in the, in the chair. I don't know. Give you some coffee, I guess. But that—that's their. Yeah, that's you're their just, MO for, you're just reminding me, man. Let's—I'll put you like you like the symbiosis with the DGC. So, guys, how about uh, if anybody can do give me give me like a field report 
on the situation in Amsterdam for Friday's show, or maybe uh, for what's going on, I don't know, for this week in Canada. Just make a post and email it over to me. Why, man? We're going to, to, to Amsterdam for Friday's show, man? That sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah. Send the jet. No, I just want to feel like I'm cool. Like Vice, you know, I'll have like field reporters. So we need a dude gross show field reporter <laughs> for a current, a current update on the Amsterdam situation. All right, deal. Great. Deal. All right, so again, before we get distracted for the third time, let's talk about brewing my own tea from Surf Plants Lot. How's it growing, DGC? I've been thinking about brewing my own tea fertilizer with Recharge or EM1 as I have both. I've heard of EM1. It's some type of another microbial product, is it? Do you know? Uh, yeah, I have, actually. I believe it is. I, I don't know much about it. People like it, though. Right on. Do these ingredients look good for my plants? If so, at what ratio should I test mixing it? Oh, my gosh. I need to send a picture of about all kinds of shit. Hold on. I've also considered mixing the powder with gelatin and feeding it to my fish in my aquaponics system, which I grow my veggies and kitchen herbs in. I love it to hear when people grow grow the cannabis and the herbs and the uh, little veggies. I'm just about to pop my own veggies, by the way. We'll talk about that Wednesday. I haven't made the decision to grow the ladies aquaponically yet since I'm not sure if my fish will survive or thrive in my stealth setup. Any input is much appreciated. Man, this is like for potent ponics. Yeah, I don't even um, understand. So, there are so many ingredients in whatever this stuff is. Fucking a. Or, organic apple extract, organic broccoli, organic cabbage, organic pumpkin. You know? Does your <laughs> that was just does your fertilizer have organic fertilizer, rice protein? Does it have organic flaxseed? Organic green food blend containing alfalfa <laughs> leaf juice, powdered organic wheatgrass, organic barley grass, organic simples. I don't even know. You know spirulina. what I would. Do you have organic chlorine? I would consider, man, I'm not familiar with brewing my own tea with all those ingredients. If I were used You're to You're going to need organic tea, dandelion leaf. Should I never, ever. To be honest, like, I think, I don't think I've ever brewed tea. We had a Vortex brewer at a store I worked at. Uh, and I Did would you take put organic quinoa sprout in it? No, but we brewed it. The Vortex brewer brews in a certain direction with the way the earth works with people. Oh, that, that's biodynamic. That ain't no bullshit, man. I believe in that. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to get in trouble here. It's, but I'm Regardless. just saying, you can't argue with the biodynamic growers. They yield like a motherfucker, man. And you're, they're going like, oh, well, we believe in just paying attention to the, to the earth, you know? And you're like, oh, that's bullshit, man. Fuck you. Your <laughs> yields must be a coincidence. Like, there's something to that. I hear you. Uh, as far as, as you know, recharge... That's right. I dig it. It's meant to kind of be like, you know, a compost tea alternative. It's just People like this it. product without the sunflower sprouts, organic flax sprouts, organic broccoli sprouts, <laughs> organic dandelion, organic mushroom blend, the organic turkey, <laughs> organic maca, organic pumpkin, the organic vegetable all right, blend. All right. It's, but it's almost Good. like this. If you take out the organic apple extract and the organic rehombi root. Or the yeah, give root. us a little more info, Sir Plants Lot, on your um, kind of aquaponic system you have. Yeah, we're just having you know? fun with you because this label has everything, including a turkey sandwich in it. But <laughs> at least it's organic. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I mean, this is this the fish food? I'm curious. This must be your fish food, right? Because this is food. Mm, that's. I mean, this is like people thinking. food. Because he's going to mix it with gelatin and feed it to his fish and his aquaponic system. So, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, it's really interesting. I mean, I don't, I think, yeah, this with some microbes, you've got some organic sea kelp in here. This with your microbes uh, should be a good starting point for your aquaponics. So, you know, getting serious, getting real on you 
it, you know, it looks like you're on the on the right start here. Uh, recharge and recharge is uh, aquaponic friendly officially, right? Yeah, no you know, the aquaponic guys, like I said, were hanging out with the growing with fishes guys a couple of days ago. And I kind of was like, OK, is any of these gonna, guys going to yell at me for killing their fishes? And uh, <laughs> they were all digging the recharge, man. So I was digging it. Nice. You got to use it in the right proportions. You know, everything in the right proportions. Too much recharge in my plants, and it'll just sit in the soil, and it doesn't hurt anything. Too much recharge, you know, with the fish. Not really sure. Ain't gonna bet on that. You know. Yeah. All right. Let me move on to Bud McLovin, who also should have made. We'll make him. uh, Well, he'll be on the list. Bud McLovin. I was gonna say should have been an executive producer as well. He just became a member, I believe. Trying to send the love from Germany. So nice. I think that's all worked out, McLovin. i got to check on that if you're listening. Okay, so he goes, hi, guys. It's your German best friend, Bud McLovin, again. My plants are healthy, and I switched the light cycle to 12-12. Best of all, my can of cocoa is alive with many worms crawling through the soil. That's cool. Nice. Question. Good, good sign. I would love to feed those little bastards. <laughs> it's like German. He's like loves his worms, but I'd love to feed those little bastards with small pieces of seaweed. Bud McLovin seems to be like an American that? German dude or something. I don't know. He seems very American to me. You'll have to let us know. Be benef- beneficial to my lovely ladies. ladies. Growers love Bud McLovin. You can check out this little video on Instagram. Cool. Um, he says, this little guy... Has and his many friends like my can of cocoa. Nice. He's got a little video up here of. Uh, oh wait, what's going on? <laughs> I think we're good. Uh-oh. Be careful. There's one really big worm, Bud McLovin. But the small wiggly worms. May I don't do you have? Make sure you don't. Have, I had one. I had a horrible fungus gnat problem. That's what those looked like. I don't know. I don't know what really small. Um, earthworm babies look like but man some of these look potentially a little scary but they could just be like the infants of the worm but they're like little white wiggly larva looking things they look Those like look worms man they look like baby worms okay <laughs> okay that's pretty cool that that's actually really out, cool. man because when i had the, I, I never in my whole entire life had fungus gnats so bad that when i scratched the top layer of the surface i this is what i saw no big worm but those little wigglies right that, that was all their Ugh. Anyway, uh, I, that's uh, really cool. You can definitely feed worms kelp. Definitely, it's actually something really good for them. Very nutritious for worms. Yeah, this uh, baker chimed in and said, "I definitely try it, but make sure the seaweed is rinsed and minced really well. Um, you know, watch your source. He's saying they have a local organic source off the um, here called Coast of Maine. So yeah, just good point. Like, it's as long as you have a quality. Could he do a dry, just like you know the dry, dry, like dry kelp flakes or something, and mix it in and they eat it? I don't know, man. I mean, you know, it's Why funny. Not? I learned how worms work, man. They have this gizzard. They actually take it's almost like a gizzard where they take like little rocks, little pieces of rock, and they put them in their gizzard or whatever, and they just use those rocks to grind up whatever whatever they see, you know, little little particles, and that's what then. The, the bacteria in their guts it goes through their guts it gets you know transformed and it comes out as uh, as fertilizer it's pretty amazing but that's what they, it's pretty amazing they got that 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 those rocks that they grind with so pretty interesting right on the soil <laughs> dogs you know like dogs with their teeth you know rip things up soil dogs you see is and when you guys are a user, you know, put your email in over there. Dude grows and create a profile, and we don't do. I don't even know if we do any. Do we do any mailings when you? No, like, we probably shows should. 
but uh, Bud McLovin has his, so this post was, it goes about Bud McLovin. Um, has 21 articles, so you can click on that and see everything he's done, as well as he made a little interesting picture here that says McLovin. But his, about him, first-time grower, Rammstein hater. Oh, shucks. <laughs> du hast? Du hast Rammstein? TV and movie nerd, growing in the shadows of my attic. So I just want to remind people, you can ha- you can have a fun little profile over there. Get to check out everybody, what everybody's got going on. So pretty cool. Fun. All right. Let us know how the worms do. Now, you're going to have to break down on a gibber gibber jellic acid. Gibberellic acid. <laughs> like, you know, like gibberellic A lot of chicks don't even know what that means, man. I will read it and you answer. You answer. You and Grow Guru were bullshitting about this a little bit. This is from Blunt Moses. Yes, hey, sir. Hey, dude, Scotty in the DGC. I recently came across gibberellic acid, and I have found people saying it helps in seed germination, frost protection, fruit size, as well as inducing or delaying flowering. That's a lot of shit. I was wondering if anyone has used or experimented with gibberellic. Oh, he's getting cool now. With GA and how it went if they did. Also... Is it in any products currently out? I've only found it in powder form. Thanks, everyone. Blunt Moses. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've messed with it. You know, it's funny being a grower and having some time and smoking weed and having this damn Google to us. It's occurred to me to use gibberellic acid before. It's kind of one of those things where you're like, try Cantonol sounds cool. I'm going to buy some. Gibberellic acid sounds cool. I'm going to buy some. But On Alibaba, you can get a crazy <laughs> gibberellic acid. Yeah, you can find it online, but it's trouble. I will say that it's meant to be like I get my gibberellins and gibberellic acid from seaweed. So that's why like my guy was telling me that not all seaweeds are created equal. You know, some some are really high in gibberellins. And, uh, uh, yeah, that that's where I get it from. If any, with the problem with gibberellic acid is you have to use it in a teeny, teeny, tiny amount, like point point zero 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 one percent or, you know, something ridiculous like that, man, where it's so easy to overdo it. And if you overdo it, particularly in flowering, I mean, one of the most obvious uh, signs is you'll get huge. It just causes foxtails like crazy. If you were to go pour this on your flowering plants, boom, foxtails, man. So you just got to be careful with this kind of stuff. If you want to use gibberellic acid, uh, use you can find it through seaweed. Usually brown seaweed uh, is high in gibberellins. A green seaweed somewhat, but I think brown is the best source of gibberellic acid in seaweed. Right on. Yeah, Coincidentally, I have that in recharge. I've got some brown seaweed in there. Oh, a decent amount of brown seaweed, actually. I was reading over on Roll It Up that org over here and this guy's saying i just know that ga3 as they call it is insanely potent like you were saying if you have it in pure powder it takes a ridiculously small amount to make a spray potent enough to cause a plant to look like it was from a different species (laughs) yeah well i mean those are hormones gibberellins are a plant hormone what do you got auxins and how do you say cynokins and and gibberellins and those are all the plant like they're plant hormones and shit think about testosterone adrenaline those are plant hormones or those are people hormones and think about how little teeny tiny doses of those you need to make you freak the fuck out man yeah that's what kind of maestro is saying you might make you uh get some stretch another person over here on rolled up is saying uh it's not only going to flip one branch. Colloidal silver can do that. Gillibrec acid is going to cause your plant to stretch like a freak and possibly completely reverse. Be careful. 
Be careful. Yeah, I agree. Couldn't agree with you more. All right, so. And thanks, uh, Maestro is saying he prefers to use auxins and cytokinins, which promote cell division and are more useful to me. So See, all this stuff is, is in uh, seaweed, and that's why seaweed's like the fastest growing plant in the world. You know, bamboo is the fastest growing plant on land, but I was corrected. I used to think bamboo was the fastest growing plant in the world. Sometimes a cane will grow a foot, foot and a half a day, but seaweed just grows like, ape shit man and it's uses because it's loaded with hormones you know it's like andre the giant of the plant world so yeah definitely so it's, it's interesting <laughs> so there's definitely a lot to extract from seaweed and a lot to use that's why when remember me and you used to laugh we used to look at almost every product in the store and every one of them had acephylum nodostrum in it everyone yeah remember like, that well, we'd look at we'd look at like specific- seaweed 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 okay you know, it's kind of, yeah, it's a joke and it's specific, for a like you said, the specific species or whatever. Mm-hmm. Ascophyllum, nodostrum, or nodstrum, nost- nostradamus. <laughs> All right, let's go on to see what's happening here with harvest time. Harvest time. Wow, that's a, isn't that a song right there? Well, this is put in by uh, admin, but anyway, let me break. Let me see if we can break it down. Somebody's first getting getting to us for the first time. Hey guys, I've been trying to send in a message for a while now, using your phone as a computer and getting distracted, and then everything I typed was gone. But now I'm taking a moment to do it oh, right. Oh man! Anyways. Well, guess what? Karma got me back for that. If you said curse you, Scotty, real for this fucking website, man, I was writing something a couple uh, just yesterday. Actually, I was like, man, this really came out nice. I'm gonna publish this. Yeah. And I went to press publish, and boom, it all just went away. And I was, man, if I was a little bit wealthier, I would have thrown the fucking computer, man. <laughs> dude, I was like, dude, you got to be kidding me, man. It was like two hours worth of thoughts uh, and work, man. Up and poof, man. So, Because I've been a long-time listener, and you guys really make my long-ass commute much more bearable. Thanks. Definitely my favorite podcast. You guys can check out a couple of my other favorites, too, Inquiring Minds. Is usually great. Can be a little nerdy at times, but fuck it. I'm a nerd. Scotty, I think you really appreciate the latest episode about the hydrologic cycle and how California really fucked it up. Uh-oh. Gastropod is another good one. I haven't heard. Have you heard of Gastropod? I have not, but I'm digging this. This is very cool. Thank you so much. Shit, I wish we would have left your all name. About the, all about the science and history of food slash drink. Often microbes come to topic as well. I think Star Trek is another good one with Neil deGrasse Tyson and Bill Bai sometimes. Hey, or Bill. Is this guy a nerd? Nerds. Yeah, Bill, he said, who's, who's Bill Nye? Bill Nye the science guy. Oh, I know. Because he says Bill Nye for presidents. I've heard him on Fridays. Uh, is he a communist? No, that's some. Not somebody no, else. I'm anyway, sort of the question. I'm often I often hear of sixty days of flowering until harvest, and I found and I've been flowering for ninety days. <laughs> oh, um, what the fuck? What am I doing wrong? Something. I tried the meme generator and upload a close up of what I thought was Northern Lights, titled Neon Lights. Uh, Leafly is, however, telling me that I should be a fast flowering variety. Trichomes haven't been milking up until eighty days. In typically, I should mention that this is my former mother plant was under a 300 watt UFO all her life until I switched to a 400 watt LED. I think it's a galaxy hydro or something. Anyway, I love it. What kind of LED you got? And he's like, I don't know. It's just some Mars, galaxy, hydroponic brand. I don't know. Anyways, is this abnormal? Just harvested on Sunday. So it's all said and done. But any advice for future plants is certainly appreciated. 
Uh, P.S. Where's that parody hip hop song? You know that good shit that your brother gave you. Oh, he's right, man. Note to self, man. More king marijuana. <laughs> yes, it's funny keep the, the Poundhouse guys were around a couple of days ago, and they were like, uh, "Man, we love those songs." And I was like, "Cool, man. Yeah." He's like, "Who writes those?" And I was like, "You know, being all proud, I'm like, I do." And he's like, "You write the shit your brother gave you?" And I was like, "No, that's king marijuana. Sorry." He's like, "Yeah, I like those." <laughs> keep up the it says keep up the teaching and i'll be a paying member as soon as possible right on definitely so i don't know what's up man these pictures aren't aren't that great um if maybe you you got it's always possible depending on how you got this strain from cutter seed that it's not what you thought it was and it's just taking longer to flower there are some strains Um, i've grown 10 plants before and one of the 10 you know i had i got 10 pack of seeds uh one of the uh, varieties was a 42-day variety. Another one was like, it just looked like it was going to be a monster. Grew this huge, just like, I don't look like a cotton candy, you know, like a, like a thing of cotton candy or something like that. But it just never finished up. And so, it's you know, strains are unique. You know, genetics are unique. When you pop a seed, you don't know what you're going to get. You get. That's good and bad. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm going to say mainly you, this is some sort of maybe not a genetic issue. Hopefully you just had a good harvest. It just took longer. I mean, I got some seeds. I got a pop of my pineapple haze, and they, they'll say, I think, 84 to 90 days flowering time. So, yeah, I'm not positive. But anyway, I hope. Yeah, uh, I can't tell. I mean, it really could. I mean, environmental stress, if it's too hot, you know, we're getting through summer. If it was really hot in there, that could have something to do with why why it's not flowering right. Um, it could be genetics. Uh, I don't know what that light is, what the spectrum is, what the intensity is, but you really do need a fairly intense light to induce flowering. You know, I can see that it's a looks like a decent sized plant to me. Looks like it's a couple feet at least. You need some intense. Yeah, but two people chimed in: Longbottom Leaf yes, and uh, Jama. All right, good. So they both had they had that the fact that he's flowering a former mother plant. They've both had sometimes the same issue. It took quite a bit longer to go into flower. Interesting. It is interesting. So, hmm. Yeah, yeah. Maybe his gibberellums are off. Yes, mm-hmm. spray it with a thousand ppm solution of gibberellic acid. Yeah, I would check your Sinekin profile. <laughs> Can we say All something right. helpful? Thanks for please? the time, in, man. Make that go. Make sure you got a username on on Dude Grows and all that jazz. So it's always nice to see who these posts are coming from, or maybe it was a mistake with the site. I don't know, but no worries. Go back in and get your get yourself a username on. There. Yeah, definitely. All right, so we got Bud McLovin here saying, hi, guys. Hey, man, this is two times in one show? Is that what's going on here? Oh, take it easy on him, man. Read the post and you'll want to take it easy on him, okay? First-time grower. You know, man, I, I don't know. Bud McLovin, again, the most stupid first-time grower of the universe. So come on, come on. I guess I started the flowering phase way too early. My ladies are too small, so tiny. Right now I'm on day two of flower. He likes the, the, the Louisiana question. Can I still switch back to veg or do I have to kill myself right now? Dear God. Shit, I feel bad because we didn't get back to him in time. When, when is this dated? Three days September ago. 23rd. Oh, no. Um, so switch those bitches back, man. Day two of flowering. Fuck yeah. So there's seven comments back. on here as well. 
Um, and let's, you know, I would think he could, he could flip back because it's possible to put them back to veg this is from Sonoma gold, but as I'm learning now, it may take a while to revert. Old man, John says, absolutely. Mr. McLovin, they're only in day two of flower. Yep. So the full transition to flowering stage has yet to be completed. Ain't even started yet, there man. should be few ill effects, but the longer you delay this, the harder it will be stoner. Steve switch them back for about a, another month and switch them now. All right. All right. We got uh, good, uh, good advice on here. Um, let's see here. Yeah, de- uh, definitely. It's it's too, it's too, uh, to uh day two, no problem, man. You can switch them right back. It takes at least seven days, ten days, till they start really really knowing that they're in flower. So you're fine. And yeah, you. Hey, I tell you what, though, it's kind of interesting. Uh, I've seen plants like this that size in three inch rockwool cubes, or sometimes in the six inch Hugo blocks, uh, just pushed directly. You know, all jammed together, no space in between them, and they'll just use either drippers or a flood and drain table, and that's that Dutch table method. So if there's, you know, if eventually it gets to where there's no plant count, I mean, you could just grow a shitload. He's of... gonna do in the German table method, right? <laughs> I don't. I mean, shit. I don't know, but he's got. There needs an adjustment there. Yeah, those things need to keep in mind. Grow, the, real quick, those could... things just you, before you would flower anything, you would want to trim it a couple times, you know, or, or, or top it a couple times. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. Get these things vigorous, and then you you know you're gonna, you'll have a primary top or two or whatever, and. Top them back once before you go to flower and try and get a few more tops, make their stalks a little bit more sturdy. But when you do that topping, wait about a week, maybe 10 days to let their vigor come back um, from being topped and then go to flowering. Yeah. I'm glad we don't have a video show because I'm kind of (laughs) laughing. Because they did that bottom, that back right plant. I mean, it is literally like a clone. Yeah, that back right one looks like a different genetic almost. I'm like laughing because you're going to be able to get them back and you're going to be able to grow that into a, a big bad bitch over there, Bud McLovin. Nothing but love to you, brother. Well, the other thing, yeah, with that, that back right pitcher, the, guys, we're looking at a smaller plant here than the other three. Yeah, that definitely about, looks like different it's like genetics. like 40% smaller. I've had to deal with where that's the runt, and guess what? So I'm going to top the other three, but that doesn't mean you need to top that one, and then you'll get a little bit more of an even canopy by not topping the runt or the slower plant, you know? I tell you, though, those plants look good when they look like that, and, they've you know, it's a clone or whatever that you've rooted in. It's it's going well. Man, those look, are those hempy buckets there, I wonder? That looks good. Um, it's time to just start blasting those things. Heavy recharge, a lot of newts, you know, get it up to 1,000 ppm of newts with plenty of recharge a couple times a week. Lower that light down so it's getting plenty of light, and you will see those things just stack, man, just just take on just you know, just tons of biomass you know just tons of branches yeah. and just growing and yeah you trim them up anything that's touching the soil you want to remove any leaves and uh yeah you'll be good to go word i'm gonna give a shout out man shout out to uh color of magic board uh, I would say don't be deterred they do ship all over right scotty they with absolutely their magic do. boards they absolutely do yeah so love you guys, guys are trying to get a Colorado made out here in Dankland. Uh, awesome board. Scotty has one. Just check it. I'm assuming it's coloradomagicboard.com. Uh, yeah, I mean, if not, just do what I do, man. I just yoke Colorado Magic Board into my, into my phone, and it brings me there. Well, they have great equipment. If you guys are running, you need a lighting controller, a way to handle your power, do everything cleanly, which is becoming more and more important for those states that are going legal. If you are ever 
visited or some places have registration fees or inspection. I don't know. You want to look as good as you can all the time, especially when you're running grow room lighting, any other any other industry when we're dealing with power you know you have four thousand watts or even just three six hundreds or whatever it's nice to have them wired properly and into a safe board with built-in safety features might save your ass man it might even be something that like you can get insurance coverage because you did it right and they're not you know try and fight you and be like oh i can just see some shit like that look this guy had a grow room man that, that we, you know the fire started from the, you're like nope Everything was installed fucking awesome. Look at the pictures. Look at what I did. I bought a Colorado Magic Board, man. It's dope. Yeah, absolutely. So. And you know who else is going to like it? A landlord. A landlord comes and sees that you did everything right. You didn't make a mess of his electric system. You just got two wires coming into your Magic Board and you're done. Uh, that's pretty cool. Definitely. Very cool. Yeah, man. What was right. cool was Colorado towel. Magic Board. The uh, a BJ from Colorado Magic Board invited me to this party Saturday night. Man, it was one of these... Uh, I don't know, it was Colorado-style, bluegrass music. There was, uh, what was the guy from, gosh, man, I wish I remembered. Von Stomper was there, was one of the bands, just just one of the guys from there. And then there was uh, I have to ask Tallgrass. Um... Tallgrass, with the two bands that were there. They just had, they weren't full bands, but they had a couple guys from each band there. And it was great, man, really great bluegrass music. Harmonica, a little banjo, a little guitar, great singing. Amazing stuff. What makes it Colorado style? Uh, I don't music. know. It was like in a, it was in a in Colorado, <laughs> and there was uh, uh, Colorado-grown cannabis being passed around, and I don't know. He's just like my Colorado friends, man. <laughs> right on. You know, people right. were camping in buses on the property. You know, it's cool. There was actually one guy just in front, front row. It was like a David Lynch movie. And he was just scratching lottery tickets off the whole time. This guy was like playing this amazing music and singing. And the whole room was like entranced. And then the one dude, he was listening, but he was just scratching off these scratch off tickets. He had them all day long too, man, for the whole set. I was like, whoa. Was your Colorado style real estate agent there with his bus with a boat welded to the top of it? He was not, but he could have been, man. He could have been, all right? It was that kind of party. All right, grow talk. <laughs> molasses or not molasses? That is the question from Buddies Malone. Right on. Hi, guys. Wanted to be up. Wanted to be a paid member of the DGC and can't thank you all enough for being willing to share the hard-earned knowledge you have. Awesome. Appreciate Very that. Very cool, man. For, thank you. It's much appreciated. We got we got to make payroll this week. It's much appreciated. Thank you. For a newbie from the UK like me, I'm real proud to be part of such a cool movement. I'm a bit jealous of your non-prohibition lifestyle, though. <laughs> I, I, I fair enough. I'm glad I don't have to live in the prohibition yeah, lifestyle. Yeah, I, I gotta say, it's about the coolest. It's just great. It's just so great not to have to be closeted about smoking weed. Yeah, totally. So he's got, uh, let's see what he's willing to share the harder knowledge. Okay, do that. For a newbie from the UK like me, I'm real proud to be part of such a cool movement. I said that. Okay, so the question, do I need to be adding some molasses or something else to my flowering stage? I'm indoor, in soil, under a 1,200-watt LED, 4x4 by 8 tent, and use mills, full range, AB. See, this is when he's in the UK. We get some of these products mm -hmm. I'm not too familiar with. I've heard right, of Mills. Right. Then Vitalize, C4 and PK. I guess that's Mills full line. C4 and PK Booster. But don't add any sugars at all. My grocery shop advised me against buying Bud Candy, but I want that weight, dudes. <laughs> is there any point, at any point, I should just carry on 
as I am. I think I may have cropped a little early last time and suffered for it on density and weight. Thanks, and sending UK good vibes to all. Buddies Malone. What do you think, man? I think that uh, microbes, or I'm sorry, I think that I have microbes on the mind, but molasses is a microbe food. So it goes hand in hand with microbes. The sugar, a plant doesn't eat sugars. The microbes eat the sugars and then feed the plant. So unless you're going to be adding a heavy dose of microbes, then no point in adding molasses. I don't think bud can. And depending on what you're planted in, you might, I mean, depending on what your mix is, there might be some, you know, natural microbes Not if you're putting all that A and B in there. You know what I mean? There's, yeah. You're not fostering. Yeah, you need, to, you need to be inoculated. Yeah, you need to be dumping. That's why recharge work. That like you know, recharge works because it has just a crazy number of species in there. So it's just like you can't dump that much by just number is what I mean. You know, like uh, uh, you can't dump that much biology on there and not have a result just because they have nutrition in them. So that, that's kind of what I'm yeah. talking about is you do that and you pair something like that with a bit of molasses as a food source, a little bit of seaweed or humic acids as well, and you got yourself a, a nice blend there. Uh, but just putting molasses in and thinking it's going to sweeten your buds or bring the weight, it's definitely not. Yeah, definitely get some microbes, and then they'll party. They'll have what they need. And but bud, cut, bud candy cut. is not a sugar is not molasses it's something else it's some kind of potassium oh, what stuff. the hell it yeah. is that's why i didn't comment it's a bloom booster <laughs> uh but check out the comments again as well uh sonoma gold chimed in as well as dean r all right yeah and kilo what so Milton ballast. <laughs> moving on though dude grows forward slash cedar dudegrows.com cedar with a picture of a bear laying down taking a nap in some cedar all right. I know about Cedar. Let's see. Godfather Kush 505. What up, DGC? Oh, Quick yeah. question. Godfather Kush 505 this... put an awesome uh, meme up, man. And Kenny Powers meme up. We were laughing about it today <laughs> on Wake and Bake. It's awesome. A recharge meme. So thank you very much, sir. Kenny Powers. I'm going to make myself some Dude Grows self help tapes. <laughs> <laughs> it's only, only Kenny Powers has his own self help tapes. It's great. All right. Does anyone use Cedar Chips? To help with pests and smell, I have used bags of cedar chips and got at, uh, I got from the pet store in the past to control odor and ward off pests. I never really had an issue with the smell with smell or pests in my grow shed when I did this. I am now inside and have thought about trying it again. I just open and pour the bag out all around the floor of my grow. <laughs> right, on. that's gonna feel that's gonna be nice. It's like up in the woods. I like this. In the past, I was around my ebb and flow system. It was around my ebb and flow system, and now it would be around my smart pots. The cedar smell lasted the entire grow and overpowered the grow smell. On smelly days, the cedar would still power enough to would still power through the dank. Any thoughts? I like the idea. I would worry about will, will my flowers absorb that cedar smell? You know, you got that new cedar strain huh. of uh, strawberry cough. What if you put some cedar with the Pringles? You'd have like Pringles. Oh, somebody just be like, dude, this tastes like. It's like Pringles, like in a cedar forest, man. I like, I like where Baker. Going. Baker wanted. He goes, did the, did the odor of the cedar chips permeate permeate in your flowers and change the smell and odor of the taste of your final product? Godfather Kush says, I was not able to taste or smell anything. If anything, the chips smelled rather tasty and woody. I tossed them after each run, and I only ran two with chips. So he's saying he didn't taste it in there. It's kind of interesting, man. I like the. The use of, uh, you know, they have cedar in the product Gonats. You know, that's liquid cedar that you can water in 
Um, and I've used that in hydro systems and stuff. I don't know if I, I don't even remember if I like it or not, but, uh, yeah, I have the, that going on, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't man. know. I'd give it a try. Yeah. Especially if he's trying to help with odor and it, uh, that works for him instead of, you know, maybe he doesn't access to carbon you, filter. Or, I bet you it wouldn't absorb through the resin. I'm just thinking I was standing next to somebody a couple of days ago and they passed gas real bad. So I very quickly elected to ro- roll a joint. And uh, it's not like the joint absorbed any of that, you know. So I, th- I think you're going to be all right, man. I don't think it's going to. I'm just saying, you know, the, the resin doesn't absorb, uh, you know, what's in the air, would you think? Yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't think. I get paranoid sometimes, but I haven't ran in. Yeah, ran into that. It's certainly a good trick for that day anyway, man. Save the day. Hey, we're going to smoke a joint. Did you poop your pants, all man? Right. <laughs> Let's see what we got up next. Can a, can a boost risotonic replacement? Hmm, Jaman. What's up, Jaman? What's up, dude and Scotty DGC? So I just finished all the episodes, and I feel like a sponge with how much info I was able to pull in. Oh, my gosh. I, wa- I watched one of the Wake and Bakes this morning, and I was talking about microbes or some shit with a book that I read. <laughs> I was like, whoa, I totally forgot that happened, man. It's like it's like <laughs> rereading your diary. <laughs> So, in next sentence, I'm going to be a pain member for sure in about 30 days or so when I'm back on my feet. No worries. I'm glad you pulled all that in like a sponge. I'm curious if there are products that I can replace Boost and Rizzo from. From what I understand, Boost is tricantinol, definitely misspelled, an amino acid replacement product. From what Chet from Canna understands, he swears there's no tricantinol in Boost. Yeah, I mean, he swears it's not... Take it for what it's worth. And amino acid product. You know, we talked, just go put Chet or Canaman in the search bar. You can listen in on those things. He does explain boost and how it's a type of uh, something that happened with the sugarcane plants and how they're the quickest growing uh, plant there is out there. And they tapped into that science. Uh, so interesting stuff. But it goes from, um, let's see here. So it would jumpstart be an adequate replacement. I have no idea what Rizzo is. So would Jumpstart be an adequate replacement for Boost? You have two different products there pretty much entirely from what I understand. Um, yeah, I don't know, think Jumpstart. so. I think Boost is its own thing. Boost is, uh, yeah, I don't know. what a fo- Is that a photosynthesis enhancer? Is that what they call that? No, it's got B vitamin. It's got some good, like, natural, some mushroom, like, compost yeah, stuff. Yeah, I thought it was made with guano. fermented yams. I really don't know. It smells like you should put it on your steak, dude. It smells kind of like a steak sauce. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, I really like don't it, know. I mean, you can certainly use tricantinol. Uh, a lot of things with alfalfa will have tricantinol. Tricantinol, if you brew alfalfa, tricantinol is a byproduct of that. So you can find that in a lot of different products. Um yeah, a lot of products have amino acids. Even just recharge has some real good amino acids in it, so you can use that. You can use, you know, th- there's your amino acids. But uh, I don't think Jumpstart. I think Jumpstart is a lot of B vitamins and whatnot more for heavy vegetative. You know, I guess early in the flowering you could probably use it. But I don't use Jumpstart late. And what what happened? I remember we had some weirdness happening. Yeah, I'd have, probably have to revisit the episodes myself. You probably know better than me, but I remember using Jumpstart late in the flower and some weirdness started happening, and I stopped doing that. Just check out, just find their feed chart, man. Somebody actually uh, just found a, another grow store came on. Shout out to Salida Hydro in Colorado. 
Um, but they found Dude Grows, I believe, through just searching for Growmore's feed chart. We do have Growmore's feed chart on our site, a couple different ones of them. So just go up to the search bar and find those, and you'll get it. It is cut out at a certain time. But I would not, I don't have, I'm not going to say that uh, I have, if I'm going to use Boost, I'm using Boost. I don't have a replacement product for Boost um, due to getting, you know, knowledge on it yeah, from and, uh, Chet. And Rizzo is like an amazing, it's some type of a seaweed extract that they're getting. You know, there's definitely seaweed based or there's, you know, there's a starting with seaweed. And that's my opinion. I don't know. But it's uh, that's where they're getting all those. You know, you talk about your your plant hormones and, and your gibberellins and all that stuff. You know, I don't they don't tell you they're real good about not telling you the specifics about it. So it can't be duplicated. But I uh, don't know that. I think that's somebody's recipe. You know, it's like going to, you know. Some Italian restaurant where the chef is amazing and being like, what do you got in there? You got tomatoes and you got some herbs and what, what are you, you know, I don't know that you can actually replicate it, but just my thoughts. I would try to get them and use them sparingly boost. I would use as a foliar. You can get a, a half pint of boost for very inexpensive. I want to say right around 30 bucks. And I think it's what 15 mils a gallon is effective. You know, so that's a, a tablespoon each time that you're going to foliar. Do it, use it once a week, and you're going to get good results from it. Um, and, yeah. And the Rizzo I would use when the plants are young. You know, maybe after you're going into the 16-gallon containers or whatever, when I'm going into 16 gallons, I'm not filling my 55-gallon drums up too many times with the Rizzo. I'm more getting my clones, you know, after my clones are, uh, are rooted, um, you know, once they're going in a little, you know, once I'm stepping them up or once I'm getting them going that I need every trick in the book, kind of like where Bud McLovin was at with those, uh, with those plants that we just saw, those, those real little plants. Um, mm-hmm. It's time to really kick them into gear. That's when maybe you spend a little bit extra money, you go get yourself a couple of half quarts of this stuff or whatever, whatever it is over there, half liters, whatever. And, uh, you know, and, and just pull every trick in the book out. Yeah. Yeah. No, good idea. Every trick, every trick in the book. Yeah. And by the way, Canna is supporter, so I'm not going to sell them out. I mean, I, if I had, I would tell you if I had some kind of replacement. I w- what do you mean sell them out? I don't know of anything else either. You can have one product that has, you know, plenty, uh, plenty other substitutes that are somewhat good. But that's one I don't know of plenty other substitutes for. That's, so. but I'm not just, that's what I mean. It's not just seaweed. You know, they are better quality products. They're doing things differently, and they're you're going to have to pay for it. It's, it's not some mass marketed miracle grow shit. You know, it's boutique, boutique product, man. Uh, they are supporters of the show, man. Those guys are, are, are making sure the show goes on and that everybody gets paid. So I do appreciate them. Right on. Well, let's move on to grow. Well, hell no. Wait, we're, we only got, let's see two more. So before we do two more, we're going to do another guy. Throw another, Hey man, King marijuana, put some King yeah, up in here. I put the King. All right, we'll be right back. Maybe put, maybe play. You can play that brother song. You know, maybe two, maybe two kings. It's been a while. I mean, he's probably rest in peace. <laughs> yeah, really appreciate. I think this. he would have sued us so. by now if he was still alive. Four hundred fifty pounds. Right back, guys. Smoke a pound a day. The cat was smoking a funny-looking pipe called the hookah, and he was blowing big smoke rings—not ordinary smoke rings, but square smoke rings. Oblong smoke rings, even triangular smoke rings. Would you rather smoke weed yeah. um, from a joint 
Would you like to do it from a bowl, or would you like to do it from a big old ball? Well, that's a tough question, because uh, all of them have their own intricacies that make things uh, perfectly normal about each preparation. Yeah, Uh, but which which would you prefer? Well, when when you think about it in an absolutist way, you see, when you think upside down, meaning backwards and forwards. Right. Right. Yeah. That one would think that smoking through a pipe is a good thing. But then what? Well, it is a good thing, smoking through a pipe. And then, and some people would think that smoking through a bowl was a good thing. Right. And it is a good thing. Right. And smoking with a joint is a good thing. Yeah. They're all good things. You understand? I understand all good things, but I mean, which would you prefer? Which, if you were on Desert Island, last thing you don't earth was a little weed. Yeah. Which one kind would you go for? Well, would you bone? Oh, uh, would you pipe? Pipe. Would you, uh, uh, yeah, do a joint? Which one? Would you just eat the shit? Uh, that's a tough question, man. I think, uh, last days on the planet... Looking around, feeling. Right. Yeah. So it's got to be a decision that's made with all that stuff in mind. Right. I can see see taking days to answer this question. It's perplexing. It's perplexing. Because, I mean, you got to really think about it. You're only on this planet for so long. That's that's perplexing. I understand. That's perplexing. I think um, think I'll go with a pipe, man. A pipe. A pipe. Right. It is. It's like a personal thing. It is a personal thing. You know, you gotta think about it for long and hard. Feeling mm, good. I don't know. We gotta take it on the vote. Scotty reels parodies versus the king. Oh come on! Don't put me up against the king now, man. It's not a competition. That's what I'm saying. It's a cooperation. All right, fan speed timer. From Pastillier. Hey, dude and Scotty and fellow DGC fam. Pastillier here with another question. Currently loving the grow life, and things have been rather smooth here lately, which is why I haven't posted any questions lately. All right. Cool. Cool. Good to hear. I am now on a quest to lower my electric bill. It isn't very high, but the lower, the better here in Prohibition land. I have a massive fan to replace my air in the bedroom three times per minute, which is also which is also necessary to keep my temp optimal. However, during the dark period, I only need it for eliminating smell, so I would like to replace it the air only once during the dark period. I know of a fan speed controller, but there's just such a product as a fan speed controller timer. Okay. Mm. This is like the tricky one, thinking hat time. So he needs his fan to come on three times per minute in his bloom room. That's a cycle stat timer, right? We can easily do that with the cycle stat timer. Correct. Um, Because when you're, I think, are those other digital timers? I don't know if they have enough. I think they have eight programs or 15 programs. They're kind of a bitch to Yeah, you can't do three in, times a minute, though. You got to do that when No, not yeah, high. you'd run out of programs. Yeah. You'd run out of programs. Okay, so. Don't program timers when problem you're is, high. I just want to give a little PSA to the growers out there. Do that first thing in the morning. During the dark period, I only need it for eliminating smell. So replace the airline only w- once. That's tough. Okay, so, so it's going to be going three. Yeah. I mean, hmm. There is, I believe, 
Um, I'd have to double check. You could look at, uh, man, what's the name of the company? I think my cycle stat does have a, a program ability for, because it has a photo, two photo, like a photo cell, knows when the lights are on or off. And I think you can program a different program for when the lights are off versus when the lights are on. I believe that's the grow zone. Grow zone controls is where I have that one. I, have, I found that one. So check. You're definitely going to need a cycle stat timer right. with the photo cell that will give you enable you to have a, 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 a nighttime program that's different, obviously, from your daytime program, and then you'd be good with one device. But, man, you're I guess you're definitely saving some power. Usually, he says it's a pretty big fan. Usually, fans are like below a below an yeah, amp. They, you know? Yeah, very. You know, it doesn't take much to run a fan. Even a decent sized fan is a couple dollars a month. Um, but and otherwise, they usually run most efficiently at full power as well. But I guess he's not dialing yeah. it down. He's just going to use it less frequently, which wouldn't hurt anything. I mean, it's certainly going to save a couple dollars. I don't think it's going to save more than five. Yeah. So bucks. search. Grozone was a brand I suggest, and I think a good search would be uh, day-night um, cycle stat, day-night uh, programmable cycle stat, all that. I'll bet you'll find a piece of equipment uh, over there um, and be able to hook it up. Yeah, I mean— uh, Hold on, we have four comments on here. I wonder if anybody already anybody, did I think us. you could make one very easily. If Radio Shack was still in business, you could go get yourself a few resistors and whatnot and make that. But, uh, you know, you'd have to have some electrical knowledge, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and they didn't miss any specific products. Check out the comments too. AK, uh, AK Perpscarp, 907 chimed in, um, as well as Buddies Malone again. So thanks, guys, for keeping it real over in the comments and helping out. All right, lastly, Autoflower Herms. Uh oh. Hmm. Autoflower does not sound. Autoflower Herms. Sup. This is uh, Godfather Kush 505. Sup, DGC. I just had an autoflower herm up on me, and I don't know why. Is there anyone that knows how to save it, or do I just let it go? This is my first time running autos. Oh, see that pit? There's literally, I don't know if this is his picture. Um, no, it doesn't look like this is a picture out of uh, 420 Magazine, it looks like. But I'm seeing a picture of a flower with literally seeds under it, too, like straight up. I seen um, that shit in so, LA one time, man. Uh, let me see. Long bottom leaf chimed in. Autoflowers are hit or miss in my experience, and probably because of the weaker genetic lineage, they tend to hurt more than other plants. If you can afford to scrap it, and and if not, start by picking those bananas before they start pollinating the rest of your room. With autos, I think it's best to start a bunch and pick the best six or whatever your limit may be at at week two. It's not worth it to grow the runts. Good, good advice. Yeah, it's very Pop similar to what that chicken can. LA told me, man. But yeah, I don't know about I don't know about that, man. I don't think there's. I I would chuck I would chuck that. I don't think there's any hope for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if he have, if he has if he has no other option, and you only have one this one plant to grow, and you know you're gonna get usable product at the end, but it's gonna be seedy as well, and then cross pollination to other plants, you don't want to potentially deal with that. So wow, that is a cut full it down, cut it down, worm right there. That ain't no Bruce Jenner shit, man. That's the real deal right there. <laughs> oh. You are pretty good. Thank you very much. All right, man, guys, that was Grout Hawk, episode 299. Uh, you know the the drills. Help out the show. Become a member. Pick yourself up some recharge, realgrowers.com. Yeah, we re- really could use a few members this week, all y'all. That's all I'll say about it. Dude told me, dude told me not to dwell, but we really could use some support. If you're ever thinking about it, uh, 
please do consider supporting the Dude Grow Show. You become a member over at, was it dudegrows.com? What, join? Is that what it is? That's probably one of the problems is I don't even know how to become a member. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of the... One of the uh, right on the homepage. Oh, really? It's just on the homepage. Become one of the a member. Options on the homepage. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, there, I think also you can. I think you can just do a one-time donation if you don't want to screw up. You know, yep. doing membership slash donate. That's true. And you do not need. Uh, I think Bud McLovin was asking about needing a credit card or needing a PayPal account. Uh, you can just do it with either PayPal or a credit card. You don't need to have a PayPal account by any means. Right on. And then don't forget, I just got an email back here. Uh, that, that sale over at Way to Grow on the Phantom Double Ended. Interesting. That was at 325 If you mention, um, I want the Dude Grow Show deal or the PL Lighting one that I think was at 415 415 That's until supplies run out, FYI. So we'll keep mentioning it. Um, but definitely, guys, go pick some up if you would like. That's a freaking hot deal yeah. for getting into DE My lighting. cheap ass might have to put one of those DEs in for a uh, uh, in my greenhouse or a couple of them in the greenhouse. Heat up that greenhouse in the winter. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That would be the way to roll. Absolutely. Alright guys, well, we're going to put it in the bag. Episode 299, make your memes for the Source Vapes giveaway on Wednesday's show. We'll try and get out a good live show for you. I heard the Grow Guru is working hard on doing a good presentation for the live video show for the 300th show for you members. I, I didn't hear nothing about live, homie. It's a, it's oh, a video did I say live? Show. Sorry. I ain't, I ain't video. doing nothing yeah, live. I thought I was ready to do something live <laughs> a couple days ago. I was like, yeah, I could probably do live, you know, a live show. And sure enough, I said something totally ridiculous and had to edit it out. <laughs> so I don't know if I'll ever do live. <laughs> All right, that works. I'm out of here. I got gardening to do. I got uh, I got too much to do, but it's all good, man. I hate to be that person. I'll start getting in my own head. Man, I got too much shit to do. It's way better than not having anything to do. All right? I just sit around and think, dude. <sighs> yeah, stop doing that. All right, guys. <laughs> Have a good afternoon, evening, morning, whatever you're hearing this, trimming, gardening, growing, and we'll be back Wednesday with episode 300. Absolutely. Take her easy, dude. Later.
Motherfucker.